Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. Is Jake. And Jake, I guess you survived the, the blizzard. I did survive the blizzard, but what kept me going is how our Texans did on Saturday. Yeah, that no, kept me going. I didn't get going. to talk to you, but how about that? Oh, that awesome. how about that? 45-14 yeah, to 14 on the top-ranked defense that was pretty strong pretty oh strong. and did you well, see we're gonna need to save some of that magic for uh this saturday with the we, ravens we are but did you uh see watson's face on the on the sideline yeah i kind of they kept putting <laughs> the camera over there and uh, i'm just thinking about all the past history <laughs> there was a it, it, that was a slap in the face it was there was a, a meme i saw and i had to share it and it was just of his face looking at C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I, I saw swear that one. to you, <laughs> if you put that in the dictionary, that would be next to the definition of salty. Yes, that was salty. <laughs> Quite salty. Yep. All right. Well, cool, folks. Welcome to the show this morning. All right, our sponsors today, Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop Weather. How about this balmy weather this morning? 53 down on the island. Uh, in Galveston, it's uh, they're they're saying mist, but uh, there's a lot of fog. That's the first thing I woke up to this morning. I could hear the the prolonged blast of the ships on the ship channel this morning. I knew it was foggy outside. Got up and uh, it had rained sometime during the night, and real foggy coming in. But uh, today they're calling uh, cloudy with light rain this morning. High of 62 today. Southwest winds 10 to 20 ahead of that front. And uh, that rain chance, they've upped it to 60% now. And then for tonight, partly cloudy skies, windy gusts. Uh, that'll be developing after midnight, uh, low around 45 north-northwest winds. They'll start out 5 to 10, but they'll pick up to 20 to 30 later in the night. And then for tomorrow, mostly sunny skies with gusty winds, high of 51 north winds, 25 to 35 miles per hour with higher wind gusts possible. So, Another front rolling in here. Nothing like the last one, but uh, it's a cold front nonetheless. But uh, tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have a low coming up at 427 a.m. It's a negative 0.3, then a high at 1226 p.m. and 0.8, a low at 513 p.m. and 0.7, and a high at 901 p.m. and 0.8. 714 a.m. is sunrise, 545 p.m. is sunset in our moon phase. 
45% current conditions. Right now, at the Galveston Channel, it is 54 degrees with 53-degree water, west wind at 2. Eagle Point, it's 47 degrees with 43-degree water. Uh, we've got a real light west wind at 1. And at Morgan's Point, it is 46 degrees with 49-degree water. Winds are calm. So it's uh, and quite foggy along the Bay Area on my my end of the bay anyway i don't know what it's like down in galveston while i talk to somebody here at first hand but uh that's kind of where we're at it's uh warmed up during the night and it's uh foggy and misty this morning all right let's run over to sabine lake and check in with uh captain bill Watkins. see what he's up to good morning bill what's up well i'm sitting here in front of my wood heater with the door open and i put another stick in there and uh I'm warm, at least. <laughs> I'm burning up this I was, morning. I got acclimated to that uh, ten degree wind chill, and now it's it feels balmy outside. I didn't even wear a jacket to work. Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's that would be about right. But uh, in here, it's still a little bit cool. And uh, I told a friend of mine yesterday he said you think we ought to go fishing i said no <laughs> i said because uh the bay water is probably going to be somewhere between 43 and 46 degrees and you just verified that so yeah i watched it would... i kept an eye on it and uh i think day before yesterday well, as the front started, I watched it start out about 58, and it had ended up down around 45.3. And then it, uh, after the next cold night yesterday morning, it was right at 40 degrees at Eagle Point. I think 40.1. And uh, I don't, I didn't check the Galveston uh, Railroad Bridge. That's usually a real accurate one right there, going across you know West Bay. It was, uh, it was actually lower than Eagle Point the day before, so. But uh, it didn't stay there long, so I'm uh, having positive thoughts. I didn't, and I, I did see a post. Somebody threw something out there yesterday. Said it was the water temp in East Matagorda Bay was 38, but uh, I can't confirm that. That was just a random post. Well, that might be. I've, yeah. uh, I've seen it at Sabine Lake get down to 39. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, it was hard to catch a fish when it was thirty-nine degrees in that in that shallow bay water. Yeah, unless you can find life. them stacked up in a hole somewhere, and that's where these fish become so vulnerable, you know, to being targeted yeah. like that. They stacked like cordwood. And back in the day, people used to just wipe them out. But hey, TVNW let them do it. You know, they remember in '83 they relaxed the limit. <laughs> You know, yeah, they did. Go scoop them up. Get all you want. And they were just stunned, you know, coming to the surface. Yeah, and, uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a hiccup there. <laughs> well, they're not right about everything they do. No, none of us are. I mean, data. it's not a perfect world. No, it's not. And, uh, you know, I definitely went and put my two cents in at the scoping meeting. Yeah, I never did get but, to ask you how that came out. Did y'all have a good turnout? Oh, yeah. They filled up that small room. There was oh, did they? Well, that's good. There. Galveston, it was very light. I think there was only like 22, 23 people there, something like that. 
I think everybody's just burnt out on all this stuff, man. Well, people are burnt out about it, but boy, behind the scenes, you know, you, you look at the social media po- media postings, and there's a lot of people upset about it. It's uh, well, I I just wish they would take an, uh, they would take a regional or a a bay to bay approach rather than a blanket shotgun approach up and down the whole coast. Uh, it's it's not like here. It, here is not like mid coast, and it's not like South Texas. I mean, it's just not. And we have we have a a, a whole another country to contend with right here called Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> Texas is a whole another country, and Louisiana is too. And uh, their philosophy is different. So. You know, I hoped I had hoped that Louisiana would kind of slow down on their fifteen fish, but uh, it didn't happen. Well, they didn't did take like the gads fish away. They did that, and that that's was what a, we did I first have, in Texas. You know, remember that, and then then when they, you know, they cut our limits in half. They went from ten to five. Actually, I thought fishing got worse after that. <laughs> <laughs> So. Well, I'd, I'll have to praise them for that taking the guide limit away. That that's total foolishness. When you got, you know, if you got three people in a boat with you, and you're going to catch, you know, they're they're three. That's forty five, and then oh, let's pile another fifteen on there for sixty. Well, and what people well, don't can... realize by the, having that, you know, when they had it that way, if the guide fished a party for two days. They were over their possession limit carrying his limit home with them, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. And, uh, but they, you know, they didn't seem to worry about that. But at least they've done that. I'm, I'm going to give them credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, you know, maybe I had some impact on that by talking that up. I passed that word around as far as and far and wide as I could for two years, and we're not going to keep my fifteen. And everybody accepted it. Uh, even the people from Louisiana accepted it. Um, so yes, you can have an impact on things like that. Uh, it, it starts on the water with us. But you know, I'm I'm not like a purist where I believe in total catch and release. Uh, I am far from that person, but I do believe in conservation, and uh, I think that uh, three fish is just not enough to worry with, really. Uh, However, do I think people will keep fishing? Yeah, people will keep fishing. Yeah, it didn't didn't bother folks from Matagorda down the coast. It didn't hurt their guides' bookings, and people didn't quit fishing when they went from well, ten and five, then three. But uh, actually, at actually least we were lucky. Did. We got to stay five <laughs> up here. Actually, it did. Oh yeah, but I, I've talked to a lot of people that don't go down there and hire guides anymore. Um, but there's always people to backfill behind the ones that don't go. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I saw it with you know the ones I talked to here on this show. It didn't. It didn't hurt their business at all. They kept fishing. No. They, 
They don't. It doesn't hurt them. Matter of fact, they can actually run more trips. They well, can actually they want book to. two or three trips a day. Yeah. Well, they want I mean, to, they how can. many people do you hear do that, though? I mean, you know, you might have one guy here and one there, but I mean, the majority of them, when they go fishing, they leave to take a charter, this particular charter, and give them a full day fishing. You know, it's like what well, I do. I, <laughs> I run a lot of catch and release trips, and we still fish eight and ten hours. Even though we've caught fish all day long, you know, that's the, that's what I they book the you for thing. is to learn. But I hear people all the time telling me that, well, you got your, uh, you got your, uh, three trout or your five trout. We're going to the bank. Okay. We're going to catch some red fish. No, <laughs> I just tell them, Hey, let the buyer beware on that. You need to question your guide first before you go. Yeah. If they're in that big a hurry to, you know, yeah, okay, that won't help their business in the long run with repeat business, I can tell you that. But, you know, we don't have a tourist trade here. Uh, even in Galveston, they have a tourist trade. A lot yeah, down, down on the out. island itself, but all the rest of the bay system, yeah. it's not so touristy. You know, it's, uh, no, it's locals not. and regulars, you know. That's pretty much it. It's, uh, but if you, if you guide down that way, you can... You can pretty well make it on drum and sheephead. Yeah. Maybe even a gaff top or two. Well, just anything that, you know, bites and pulls is what they're selling. That's right. And ultimately, ultimately, when a novice fisherman come, it's about bites and pulls. And really, the rest of us, too, if you think about it, we all come for the thrill, the thrill of the pull. And if... Uh, if it wasn't for that, we'd be going to the fish market to buy fish. Uh, but it's because we like to catch fish. That's why we go. And some people, some people are really purists, and they like to catch nothing but big trout. And some people well, like one to of catch bullheads. <laughs> you put me yeah. in that category. I mean, that's what I've done my whole career, and it's just not that way anymore. I would like to at least get two or three age classes of fish out there instead of just all kindergartners and preschoolers. But, uh, yeah, I, you just, I would too. But. Yeah. Let me knock this break out, Bill. Hang on a second. I'll be right back at you, man. Well, you know, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop for all your quality cuts of beef, pork, and chicken, not to mention the great processing facility they have. And both are located right next door to one another. And uh, every week they double feature pecan smoked sausage, two different blends every week. Free samples are always available there in the store. And check out their full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And their wild game processing facility, they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. You can try those out. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through Saturday. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. in the Belleville Meat Market. They're celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Good 
morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 418 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we are back after a brief break. Oh, oh I'm right here with you, babe. I'm, yes, I'm on sir. it. I'm on it. Well, it's uh, just good to be alive these days, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know how cold it got. Well, you probably got colder at your house because you're above I-10, you know, there in Vider, but it hit 18 on Trinity Bay that one night. 18. Well, it was 17 here last night. That's cold. Last night? Yeah. No, not you got a fire going. (laughs) No, it's probably about 43 out there right now. Oh, okay. Well, you said last night. I took it as right now. Yeah. This is the morning. You're right. Yeah. Um, it'd be night before last. <laughs> but it did warm up yeah, at night. You know, it was cooler when I went to bed than it was when I got up. Yeah, it has. Uh, actually, I don't. I really don't need the heater right now. It just feels good. Yeah. And I still got some colds in there from, uh, you know, yesterday afternoon. It was real chilly and then it just kind of started warming up with that southeast wind and it went around the southwest and you know that's always going to warm things up pretty quick well when i went to i went to belleville meat market and picked up my deer yesterday and uh as i came back through houston i think i was hitting like 42 43 degrees and then when i got out on the bay it was still 39 at my house because the wind had gone kind of east southeast and blowing off that cold bay Boy, <laughs> yes, that. sir. that's why we have all this fog this morning. You know, this warmer air yeah. hitting that cold water, and it was just the opposite. Man, when that big front blew in, you couldn't see the the bay or the sky at all. Just it was just a big fog, heavy fog coming off the bay from that cold air hitting yeah. that warm water. It was pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, eerie. Chilling that water down. Oh man, it it did. Now we got the yeah, reverse effect. We got warm air and cold water, and it's making fog that way. So, hey, yeah, we see this every day. Funny how that is. Nothing changed. Nothing. It's uh, yeah, and usually we'll get a a warm up, and I think we might get it next week. Yeah, was, I think we might get a lot of rain so. too. They're calling it could be a pretty rainy event anywhere from three to five inches next week. That's not good. I sure don't want to see that. I oh, mean, no, I've that's got slimy, man. My ground's wet out here right now. Um, I really wish it would be a normal rainfall year, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, with this front coming tonight, you know, we're going to cool back down, but we're not going to stay freezing long. It's going to be like 29, you know, Saturday morning, 31 Sunday morning, but we're going to get up in the mid 40s to upper 50s you know so that'll help but next week yeah, man think, uh, tuesday through uh friday i'm they're showing like 70 80 percent chance of rain all four of those days so that's not good i'm not liking that <laughs> that won't that'll no. keep me off of fishing too i know good old january man it's hard to it's get your january. trips in when you book it up it's yeah just coaster. uh start Everybody will really want to start going fishing right after February 1st. Yeah, you start getting those warming warming trends in early March, and, boy, the phone just goes crazy. I'm telling you, people got cabin fever. They're ready by then. 
And I'll, I'll get busy again. But I had a real good December. I stayed real busy. Yeah, a lot of right people Right up did. to the end. You caught a lot of fish in December. Yeah. Yeah, it was catch them every day. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Well, that's why and a lot uh, of us call December the best month of the year. Pretty good well, fishing. I think actually November was probably the best, but uh, we still... Well, I'm just saying on average, it. you know. Yeah, we just had to change tactics a little bit. Fish were still there. Uh, but I have not been back in the river to see what... I actually don't think that fish have moved that much. They're probably still up there. Uh, we haven't got enough rain. It ran off one time, and uh, I'm sure that a couple of good high tides have pushed that back up. So the fish are probably still right in that area somewhere. Uh, they're in the upper end of the lake. They're in the Natchez River, and there's a, a lot of them right up in the north end of the lake. Probably Coffee Ground Cove has got some good fish right now. Um, and hopefully, uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of redfish up and down those mud banks on the lake. Right. When we got those big flushes like this last one, I'm... I'm quite sure that there's some schools of reds up and down the shoreline laying in the mud. Right. Just waiting on uh, waiting on some poor little hapless critter to come along. They're going to chomp him up. And uh, hopefully uh, one of my jigs will be in there with it. Or whatever else I throw. A catch five or a corky yeah. or whatever. Uh, just because, you know, the water got cold, these fish still eat. And a lot of times they'll eat even better when it gets like this. You know, they go several days without eating, period, you know, with the front itself. And then they just, uh, oh, it's snapping Turtle City after that, buddy. <laughs> they get like piranha. Yes, they, <laughs> they, will, they will eat. Because it does affect the bait. It'll move the bait and and all that, and uh, they're they're on the lookout. They're hungry. You know, it's... uh, I wish that... uh, wish Sparks and Wildlife would give me my choice of whether I want to catch my five fish, uh, at least my customers. Let, Let my customers catch their five fish or choose to catch and release. Uh... If if you only have three fish and really I my position I don't think they're is, gonna do that three fish deal. I think it's gonna be five. They're just gonna have the middle slot, you know, fifteen to twenty inches. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that, but I I did ask the question if if your if your three pound trout is your biggest contributor of uh, the biomass. I mean your your upper seven, eight, nine-pound fish, there's just not that many of them to reproduce right now. So your biggest your biggest reproductive factor in the biomass is going to be your two-and-a-half to three, three-and-a-half-pound fish. And we, we've got a lot of those now um, that, that's come back to that level. And it just year over year, it just seems to get better and better. Not like it used to be, of course, but I can't live in the past. I mean, that was then and this is now. It's hard not to when you see what your fishery was and what it's become. 
That's, well, that's I, the whole problem. I, that's kind of like not to dwell back a, there. of a Cadillac and driving a Volkswagen Beetle. You know, it just, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I try not to dwell there because I wind up being too negative. Um well, it's hard for me not to not to do that. I just I'm I'm a realist, and I just you know I face reality and just take it for what it is. I I don't like it, but I have to. You know, if I'm going to fish, this is what I got to catch. But I sure would yeah, like yeah. to uh, at least know when I win, I had a shot at a big fish like that. Yeah, and it's uh, it's, but it's coming. I believe it. You know, you and I might not quite make it to to see it but it's coming back around and uh hopefully we don't get any more big freezes down on the coast and wipe out everything but i'm firmly believe that our our trout went out of the bay and yours and mine our big trout left with harvey it they did. were that was that was a, that was a commode flusher there everything just got flushed that's right. And what was the next base system that they could go into, Matagorda? Well, it depends on which one, which way they went when they hit the Gulf. But I would think they would go right and go south because uh, that's where the currents run. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they went back into Louisiana at all. I couldn't see them bucking a current going, you know, east. No, no, I don't think so. Um, it's logical that they went that way, and they bypassed Galveston. Our fish, our fish left out. Well, they didn't want to come into this with what was roaring out of this place. Not only no. fresh water, oh. but all the chemicals with it. That was the problem here. Was all the man, all the spills, you know, that uh, came down that ship channel, you know, all the breaches and all these plants like Exxon yeah. Mobil and and well, there was that one. Uh, uh, it was like a uh, storage facility up around Galena Park. All that raw gasoline, everything going into the water. It was crazy, man. It was it was bad. Yeah, that's pretty rough. And we'll only we'll probably never quite know what effect that all had. No, we won't. But it it had to be not good. It was not good. But and we then, had you know we, we backed that the, up. Remember, sorry, as we recovered, then we had that uh, big time reformate collision, barge collision. You know, spill. Yeah. That's a forever yeah. chemical and ended up all over the bay floor. And uh, mm. then the ITC fire with all the foam and all the runoff from that, it was uh, it was just uh, not a good year that year when all that happened. Both those events happened, what, two or three months apart. It's crazy. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. and uh, But we had, we had uh, in 2016, we had the Sabine River flood, which was – the record flood of all history. And that thing, that wiped out, totally wiped out our marsh. <laughs> I mean, it just run down the Louisiana shoreline. You could see it coming. That muddy water was just rolling. And it got from from the middle of the lake all the way over to the east side. At, uh, but it restocked bass and catfish in in that part of the system in the marsh out there. You said that was what twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. It was worse than Harvey. It was just as bad as far as the Sabine Riverside. Yeah. Now it wasn't that bad on the Natchez, and oh. then Harvey come and both rivers run together, and that really 
jacked everything that pushed up all the rest of our big fish out into the gulf yeah that's so what it, it was same here our two rivers did exactly the same thing in harvey trinity river and san jacinta not to boy, that next local summer, bayous yeah that that next year after harvey it, i had to find fish in some odd places <laughs> i mean it yeah. was uh it was quite different than people would think those fish had moved up the bios and gone as far up as they could and to to stay with that salt water. That salt water got pushed back into the bay, into the marshes. And boy, I'm telling you, I caught fish up there like you wouldn't even believe. And it was just amazing. I did it on the Texas side. I did it on the Louisiana side. Didn't matter wherever the wherever they could find enough salt water to survive. So it it was, uh, but it sure did flush a lot of fish out. There it did. All of them didn't leave, but a bunch of them did. The ones that were out in the middle of the lake and down the shorelines, they just they just got flushed. Oh yeah. And, uh, right. and then we started out with small fish, and. Pretty much the ones that were backed up into the cuts were, you know, they got wiped out real quick. Yeah. Once everybody figured that pattern out. Wasn't too many of us figured it out, but there was enough that, you know, it just got, they just got caught. Yeah. And then we had little little babies again. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh that, that marsh over there in Louisiana is so prolific. And, of course, on our Texas side, we've got some good marshes, too. Uh, Keith Lake Chain and all back up in there and Bessie Hyatt's all, marsh on the All nature. that marsh between uh, Sabine and Galveston, you know, all down the intercoastal. Oh, that, yeah. That's you got all that. Then you got the back of East Bay, the back of Trinity Bay, West Bay. I mean, there's we we got a lot of habitat, you know, marsh for them. We do. For reproduction just takes time yeah all right bill speaking time. of time i got a roll man if somebody wants to call you about uh hooking up after this warming trend getting getting back at it how do they get a hold of you man well for a good time call 409-673-9211 and i like that we'll go for catch a good time fish. you bet that's you. right all right that's what Mr. I'm Watkins, <laughs> you have a good day you take care of yourself brother Later, buddy. See you. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 436. All right, let's head up to, uh, I think we're still going to Rayburn with Richard Tosh this morning, the fish dude. Richard, good morning. Good morning. You still out of town? You know it. You know it. I got that rattle trap bill this, this Sunday, and then next next uh, next week I got the Brandon Belt deal, so I'm still over here. But I'll tell you what, yesterday was this. I had to, something that I've never, ever had happen to me before. 
ever in all my years of putting boats in the water and stuff at ranger you know they got these remote plugs in them anymore right so you just hit a switch and and it closed it's put your put your plug in for you it was froze that was that was a given and i knew that was going to happen right <laughs> kind of like those so, electric vehicle charging stations <laughs> <laughs> i hear you but i put that uh, so I, I dumped the boat in the water kind of get the get to where thought put it in pulled it out and then closed my plug got out you know almost traps undone and everything get in the boat and i got it backed in cranked the motor up let it warm up good you know because everything's froze and it, the, when i was putting the water it was 17 degrees good so i know and I, i'm sitting there and i try to back it off it won't come off i'm going what in the heck i know i got all my straps off so I pulled it out of the water again. I looked and make sure I had everything undone. The dang, the dang boat was frozen to the bunks. <laughs> it took me 20 minutes to get it to thaw out enough to get it off the trailer. I you mean, actually the, put the in bunk. and went at 17 degrees? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I did. So it was, I mean. It, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm telling you i'm i have never ever had a boat freeze to the trailer it was actually froze to the dying trailer wouldn't it took me 20 minutes to get it off that trailer i mean it's, that was that was the craziest thing i've ever done i can't believe it did that but it turned out to be a gorgeous day yesterday i mean it was nice you know, I let that sun get up and everything before I went, but still, you know, it was, when I started, it was 15. I got got to the ramp, it was 17. Then when I finally got it off the trailer, it was up to 23. Oh, man, bomby 23. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but I'll tell you what, I, I never, I, 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 was, I was sitting there going, how in the world, that, that's never, ever happened where the boat actually stuck to the trailer. So, well, it was... The- that carpet was wet, and when you yep. pulled it out from the time before and then froze to it overnight, that's crazy. I've, well, I've never tried I mean, to launch a boat in 15 to 17-degree weather. <laughs> uh, so I, could, I, I, I can't even comprehend what you're talking about. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I've, I've had all my boats out on the water in, in cold stuff, but, you know, normally it's going to be 25 and up. I've never had them out. And something well, like there that. There had to be but, ice around the shores of Rayburn, huh? Well, I saw some some pictures where the, where they showed some, but I never saw any. You know, I, yeah. that was one of the things. So I never saw any. But when I put the boat in the water, you know, the what was it last last time we talked? The water temperature was fifty seven. When I put the boat <laughs> in the water yesterday, it was forty five. So it, it made a a 12 degree drop in water temperature and then you know and that's then, that's a lot when your water's already in the 50s you can still drop it 12 degrees that's a lot man that is a lot and that then, is you know, a lot by, brother but by, by yesterday afternoon when i got off the water it was up to 51 so it's you know it's not it wasn't too bad, oh they should have been schooling jumping out of the water and that man I, <laughs> I, I hear you. They, yeah, they actually weren't doing too bad. You know that little this little pattern that I got figured out. You know, it's not much of a pattern, but they're still holding to it. You know, right. the, I'm look I'm looking at them on my active target, and the fish are still there. It's just some days you can get them to bite, some days you can't. You know, so right. it's and it's and it's every time I pull up and do the same thing, and that's all I'm looking for is these certain little areas 
that I'm finding these fish in. And, you know, I can't really say a lot because I'm, you know, I have, have got these two back-to-back -back tournaments and, and they, uh, you know, I need to get on some bigger fish is all I need to get on. The, so far, my biggest is around six. I've had, had an eight-pounder on and, you know, I've had several fours. So, but it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty decent little pattern that's, that's holding up pretty much all over the lake. So right. it's, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where, where I thought this front would knock them back where they where they wasn't going to hold on to it and uh, hang in with this this particular pattern that's going on, but they're there, you know. So I can't I can't say nothing. And yesterday I checked some deep deep fish and there's a bunch of them out there, but I can't get the dang things to bite right. And and then like like I was saying last time, the ones I've been finding out there in that deep water have been a whole bunch of dang spotted bass, and yeah, they ain't gonna win you nothing. Yeah, you can't get no big spotted bass on Rayburn over here. No, I mean, I've never get, caught a big one over there. A lot of little ones, though. Man, there's a ton there of is, them. They will there eat is you a up ton. in the spring when you're fishing shallow. I guarantee you they will eat you alive. There's I mean, no limit are, on those, is there? You know, I don't know what the limit is on another. The, it used to be a 12-inch minimum length on there. And right. I don't know if there's. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident there's still a five fish limit on them over here. Now I know up in, at Washita when I was up there, one of the things I did notice about about up there, they got a sign up that says you can keep your regular. I think they got a, their limit is six largemouth up there, and then in addition to that, you can keep an additional six spotted bass because they don't want them in there at all. So. That's that's uh that was a different thing. So you can keep a dozen of them total, five, uh, six large mouth, and then then six spotted bass you can take mm -hmm. with you. And they won't they won't ever dang one of them gone. But I tell you what, it's it's something else seeing seeing those fish out there in that deep water like that. You know, because I'm talking about thirty five and forty feet of water. They're they're hanging out out there pretty deep on these channel edges and and stuff like that and and like I say I just can't find any big ones out there in it so it's um and one of these days I'm run across one you know it's there's there's got to be some big ones out there in that deep stuff I know there is and uh, I just hadn't I just hadn't run across them yet you know I, I keep looking because it's you know with these with these uh, high pressure days. And stuff like that with all this this cold weather going on, you'd think they they'd be bunched up real tight out there where you find a big schools of big ones. Because on Conroe, I mean, there's there's uh, on the old railroad trestle north of ten ninety seven bridge up there. I mean, I've caught some out there in thirty foot of water jigging spoons up there. You know, it's uh, one of the biggest ones I've caught out there was a ten eight. And it was in 26 foot of water out there. So I know that some big ones live out there deep. And I know they do it on, on Rayburn over here. Because if they do it on Conroe, they definitely do it over here. Because these these fish are more oriented to that deeper water anyway. Right. And there's you know, there's been several times where I pull eight pounders out of brush piles on a jigging spoon over here that are sitting in 30 foot of water. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I just hadn't run across them. I know they're there, but I can't get one of them to, to grab a hold of what I'm chunking at them yet. So it's it'll happen. It'll happen. I just hope, I hope it all happens next weekend. This weekend, too, won't hurt my feelings. But next weekend, if I can get two two good sacks two days in a row, I'll, I'll be all right. It won't hurt my feelings, not at all. Yeah. That'll be a, a $50,000 check. So it won't hurt me, hurt, hurt my feelings at all. Out of pay some bills. So, 
Uh, you know it. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. You know, I just just I like I enjoy the competition. That's one of my main things. This this tournament fishing. You know, it's I, I enjoy doing it. I mean, I've never been worth a flip it. At football, basketball, baseball, nothing like that. But I can dang sure go, I can dang sure go catch a fish. You know, that's that's one of my things. It's like golf. Can't play golf worth a flip either. My golf score is about ninety five percent of this country can. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. Those guys so, you watch on TV, they are special. They're that. Good. They are. They are that good. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, it's it's uh it's one of those things. So, you know, like I say, with, when it comes to fishing, I mean, that's that's one thing I know I can do. I can compete with just about anybody, you know, it's, and it and I, I, I'll put my neck out there with anybody on the, in the field. So it's there's, you know, there's a lot of people that are that are way better than I am. But that's it's, I can beat them, too. Every you know, dog has his day, man. Every one of us. I guarantee you we do. There ain't no doubt. So it's uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things. The time, get all your time and right. Get yeah, that's what you work hard clear. bit for, you know. Be a collector instead of a donator. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, that's that's one of the things you don't want to go out there and donate. And that's you know, that's why I spent so much time over over here. You know, it's just you know, make sure I I got all my ducks in a row, and that way I know what I'm doing. And and when I get out there, it's just a matter of getting the right bites. It's not a matter of it's not a matter of guesswork. It's I know they're there. I just got to get them to get the right bites and and uh, catch them. So that's uh, you know that's that's the main you know, thing. You're still going to be pretty cool up there, at Rayburn, this weekend. You know it's going to oh, Saturday morning. It's going to be 23 with a high of 42, and Sunday 36 with a high of 42. So mostly sunny yes. Saturday and mostly cloudy Sunday. So you'll have two different uh, overcast to deal with. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, the, the 20 on Saturday is, you know, that's really not going to hurt my feelings because I'm not going to go out there and hit them too hard Saturday. It's more, more than anything oh, Saturday. Just a Sunday like, event? Just a Sunday event oh, this weekend. Oh, it's a one-day deal, okay. Correct. And now next weekend's a two-day deal, so next mm. next one will be Saturday and Sunday's next week. So it's uh, But this one's just going to be a Sunday deal. And that, so Saturday, pretty much all I'm going to do is just go kind of go out there and and make my decisions on starting places right. and, and, uh, you know, finishing places and things like that. And, and, uh, more than, more than going fishing. So it's, uh, just making the, making the right call and, and deciding where I need to start off. And, you know, with the, with the biggest concentration, the big deal, making the right decision right off the bat, it helps. It goes a long way. <laughs> All right, Richard. Well, I got to run, man, and uh, good luck to you. Be safe out there. Don't fall in and get wet and cold. Golly. No. I Somebody know. wants to call you. Give them some info, buddy. All right, Nick. Anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Tube's Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishtubetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishtubetx.com. All right, brother. Richard, have a good one. Good luck to you, man. See you. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. All right, buddy. Later. All right, that's Fish Dude up on Rayburn this morning. All right, let's head to Matagorda. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's up, bud? Morning, Mickey. How are you? I couldn't be better. And you? Oh, thawing out. Thawing out. There you go. Boy, I I got cold talking to Richard. uh, Boat frozen to the trailer. Oh, my God. 
Oh man! And going and going fun fishing. Jesus. Yeah. Pre fishing, man. <laughs> I pass. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. But we've don't, uh, don't put over me the years, in, coach. <laughs> yeah. But over the years, we've done a lot of stupid things I like know. that. I know. Jesus. I think of how many times I slid down to Port Lavaca <laughs> when it got like this. Jesus. Crazy. <laughs> and I mean slid, too. <laughs> All the way. Yeah. There's uh, there's just been nobody out in Matagorda, Nick. There's been, uh, I'm in Sugarland, but I've got people that go by the boat ramps every day, parks and wildlife. They haven't been out there, you know, picking up turtles like they normally do. Not that, not that we know of. Well, I saw a little bit of turtle rescuing going on down towards Port O'Connor, but I didn't, I didn't see anything on Matagorda. Yeah. At, uh, I mean, you know, the last time it got cold like this, they they were out there picking them up. So yeah. I don't know. Just, you know, usually some of the younger guys are out and checking things out. But, I mean, there's been absolutely nobody going. The people that have the fishing off their piers in the Colorado River, yeah. it's been too damn cold for them to go turn their lights <laughs> on and fish. I'd have to just set some rods out, put a bell on them, and run back in the house and listen, watch. Yeah. And you know what's funny? We used to get weather like that but in November. I can remember that happening yeah. over the years. You know? Yeah. Uh, things have changed. Things have changed. Well, we used to go fish in it. Yeah. And I mean, catch them too. That old saying, I'm just not that mad at them anymore, it goes a long way with me these days. Me uh, too. I like, uh, I'll just hit a layup and uh, sit back and watch. Let them younger guys go out there and test the waters. (laughs) I've had enough. (laughs) Yeah. That was cold. And the wind made it worse. You know, that, that wind would just cut you in half. Yeah, those tides are really, really low. And they haven't they haven't come back at all yet, not at all. I mean, we've got another front coming. Yeah, tonight. tonight. Yeah, tonight after midnight, we've got a pretty good blow coming. Twenty five, thirty five, yeah. higher gust. You know, with uh, cooler temps, I'll put it that way. Nothing, no bitter cold like the last one, but this it's definitely going to get down close to freezing. So. <coughs> And I'm I'm sure that uh, you know it got some, it got a few fish. There's going to be uh, there's going to be some of those bigger fish that were in the shallows just the not stranded make ones. It. Yeah, in the back lakes and all that. Yeah. That, oh that yeah. Happens. Yeah. That's pretty common. Yeah, you especially hear about it in Port O'Connor because you got so many more back lakes over there. You know. Right. But, but hopefully it won't be that bad. There's still been a lot of barge traffic. That hadn't stopped. No, yeah. commerce never does. No. But the river's clear again, the diversion's clear, and, and and I'm sure there'll be some people testing it. I guess a lot of these younger guys have been hunting. They, instead of being out there snooping around, they've... Mm-hmm. What about Blaine's place today? Then bucks start rutting up there? Yeah, they, uh, they've been doing pretty good the last few days with this cold spell. They, uh... 
They've shot some pretty decent deer here the last few. Lynn Smith is, Smith sent me a picture of a big eight, a guy he had uh, killed the night before last, you know, about 10 minutes before shooting time was up. And uh, hmm. that uh, big eight that I watched every day that I was there, somebody shot it. I named him Spot because somebody had already shot that deer through the top of his back, and he healed over. And uh, Yeah. Well, he won't heal this time. He's he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> pretty dear. Man, if he'd have yeah. just been three or four inches wider, I'd have shot him, you know, strictly for, you know, he'd have made a beautiful mount. Great tine length, great mass, good brows. But I just, you know, for one for the wall, I needed about four more inches of width. That deer was only 15 inches wide. But, boy, it was. Uh, really? Yeah, it scored over, it scored 130, 135 with a broken off main beam where he'd been fighting. See, when I was there, wow. he didn't have a broke main beam. Yeah. But he was a good old mature buck. He was, it was time for him to go some, Time to go, hit the dust. Go to the graveyard, yeah. Go to the <laughs> Belleville. <laughs> That's what I call it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, definitely has been some hunting weather, no doubt about that. Yeah, it has. And hopefully for the waterfowlers, you know, we got some new birds in with all this Arctic blast and everything freezing over up north pushed a lot of birds to the coast. Hopefully I hadn't, hadn't got a first-hand report from anybody. I'll try to get a hold of Bink and see how his stuff picked up. Yeah, there hadn't been anybody launching over here. The best duck hunting has been down in West Bay and... <laughs> In uh, some pretty rough, wet, rough weather to get over there, you know. Well, I'm telling you, I wouldn't want, want to be hunting West Matagorda with that blow. That would have been. Well, we've all seen what happens on that south side when the norther hits. It's not pretty. You you found that out firsthand in the Trout Master Tournament one time. You and Joey. Wasn't Joey what fishing with you, Joey Laura? Yeah. Yeah, that was my first and last time being a Mayak. <laughs> <laughs> crazy we do a lot of stupid things over the years man Whew. that's a pretty good walk out of there buddy down that beach who came to get With you don what? woods don wood came was when we finally made it to the jetties and that was walking what 12 or 15 miles with waders yeah. on oh man i was so raw i could barely i had to I barely could get in the boat. My goodness. That was something. That's what you call a trip from hell right there. Yeah. Could have been worse. Yeah, you could have died. People have. Yeah. People have. Yeah, he was wanting to he was wanting to cross the bay and chance of getting out of there. I said, No way. Not going to happen. Well, the way those sandbars and guts are over there, it makes them big breakers like the surf, and you got to head into them to get out. And if it, they're coming over the bow, you can't. No, there ain't no way, man. No. You, you know, just got to beach it and walk out if you want to come home. That's right. Or you better have the right kind of boat. So, anyway, we made it. <laughs> Yep. So true. Yep. Well, we'll, we'll uh, wait for some kind of warming trend here and uh, get fishing back on track and see what gives. See what we got left. 
That's it. <laughs> Let's see yeah. what we got left. <laughs> I forget who it was. I saw somebody throw up a post said it was thirty thirty eight degree water in East Bay yesterday, East Matagorda. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, that bay gets cold real quick. Just yeah. doesn't have any depth. You know, the more I think about all those fish we had in that base system, it had to be, half of them had to be from y'all, you know, being pushed out and coming yeah, down that, that coast. Harvey mess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, y'all got restocked and with some good fish yeah. too, man. I mean, our big fish were, you know, we had a lot of little fish make it through it, you know. They seem to do better in that fresher water because that's kind of where they grow up in that brackish stuff anyway. But them big boys right. say, we're out of here. We're gonna go. We're gonna go see Charlie P. Yeah, they made the right move. Well, I can tell you that. even got some doses of fish over that. I know guys down there said, "Man, we're catching a lot bigger trout than we ever have here." Yeah. Yep. It was good. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Well, hey, man. If somebody wants to call you about fishing this spring, give them a number. Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, my friend. We'll be talking to you down the road. Be safe. Take care, Mickey. Thanks, Charlie. See you, man. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.